Friday night is football night. Big hits. Great plays. School spirit. All of that is on display and more all around Northern California. It's time for the Friday Night Football Show. Presented by Wingstop. Here are your hosts, Matt George and Charles D. Hamilton. No A's baseball or random preseason football or any live sport nonsense to delay us tonight. We got a full version of Friday Night Football here for you until midnight. Welcome in to Friday Night Football on Sports 1140 KHDK. My name is Matt George, joined by the offensive lineman extraordinaire from high school himself. It is Charles the Dog T. Hamilton. What's up, that, T? Uh, that is not my nickname. I don't know where that came from. I appreciate the effort. I like the bar. The, yeah, I definitely. Okay, I get it now. I get it. That'll what, work. What, what is the nickname? Uh, no, no. What'd they call you back in the day, huh? Actually, I did have a. The Nightmare? My, no, it was Brick one. wall? One bump. One bump. One bump. My coach, he, he uh, we were watching film one day, gave someone a shot, kind of took, took the rest of the playoff. He's like, you gave him one bump and that's it? And so he just called me one bump just to remind me. And uh, uh, I liked it. Shout out, Coach Finley. You got to spin that into a positive, though. You, I loved it, you, man. I would you, write it on my gloves. One bump. You bump someone one time, they go down to the well, ground. Well, that's what I told him. Up. I said that's all. That's all it takes uh, is one. So yeah, that was my nickname. And then but you got uh, detention or something? Yeah, and then I, yeah, the and I got in trouble, Coach hey. Finley, because I probably cussed, and we weren't allowed to do that. We have been uh, running the marathon here today. We had the pleasure of hosting the Grant Napier Show with Doug Christie from. Uh, 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock here on KHDK. And in that time, we were joined by Jay Johnson, the normal producer of Grant Napier's show. And uh, he decided to stick around and hang out with us. Jay Johnson's in the other room pressing the buttons, making sure we are on air. So props to him. Thanks to him for uh, yeah, No, for no being offense the, to Chris Watkins. Shout out our boy, but we got, we got the pro tonight. We, we you know did get I mean? a pro. We did get a pro in Jay Johnson. So, Jay, welcome into Friday Night Football. Hope you can uh, join the festivities with us. Uh, Jay was a baseball guy. Jay, uh, pop the mic on in there really quick, buddy, if you if you get a second. Uh, were you, you didn't play high school football, did you? Uh, No. No, but were you— uh, I'm, not, I'm not built for that. I wasn't that big. <laughs> but was your school uh, a big high school or a big high school football school? Where were you at? Uh, actually, when I was there, we were middle of the pack. Now we're good. I went to Luther Burbank. So okay. okay yeah. Now they uh, they're in the playoffs every single year. You know, some kind of way they just never they're they always play a tough first two or three non league games, and after that they they smoke the <laughs> Metro. But they can't never get past second or third round of playoffs. What that, uh, would you guys uh, have games under the lights for baseball? Uh, that'd be a negative Oof. unless it was a uh, all star game yeah. or something like that. Yeah, nature. I was like that too with our football team. But it was always always a special event occasion to play under the lights. Man, it made you feel big time. So because this is a uh, a three or two hour show, excuse me tonight on Friday Night Oof. Football, we got three great guests for you. The head coach uh, of Oak Ridge, uh, Coach Cal- uh, Cavalier, is going to be joining us. Eric Cavalier. We have the head coach. Uh, of the uh, Wood Creek Timberwolves, who are about to close out a victory over uh, the Roseville Tigers. That is uh, head coach Kyle Stowers. He will be joining us here uh, in around uh, in the 11 o'clock hour. We have him, yes, down for 11.02. Head coach of the Wood Creek Timberwolves, Kyle Stowers, will be joining us. And, of course, Joe Davidson will be joining us here towards the end of this hour, around 10.40 or so. He was at uh, the uh, the Folsom 
uh, Oak Ridge battle. And that was, uh, it turned out to be less of a game than what we were hoping for. And we're looking forward to, to speaking with Coach Cavalier about it. Folsom, man, they got off to that rough start, Chuck, uh, early on in the year, uh, going up against all, all power to them, taking on uh, the, the challenge early on, losing their first game uh, of the season. But then since then, they've been on a tear back to their normal Folsom self. Uh, and they managed to uh, to handle their business, and there's a reason why they've been the beasts uh, of the uh, of the SFL around here, the Sierra Football League. Folsom now four and one after their win over uh, Oak Ridge, but we're looking forward to to speaking with Coach Cavalier here in just a little bit. Absolutely. Before we get to all of that, though, it's time to run through some of our scores from around Friday Night Football. We don't have all the finals, uh, but we have some scores to run through. Jay pops the music in there, and let's get this underway. Starting. With McClemens, how about this? They get their second win of the year on the road, traveling to Downey. Downey was three and one at the start of this game. McClemens gets the victory, twenty to fourteen. Not bad. Del Oro remains undefeated. They get the W, forty-seven. Or excuse me, forty-two to seven against Granite Bay. Like I said, Del Oro still undefeated. Moving on, DeMonte Ranch. Speaking of undefeated, they're 4-0 and now after handing St. Mary's their fourth straight loss. DeMonte Ranch wins 20-15. to Esparto taking on Delta. Esparto at home. They get the W, 33-7. Esparto 3-1 on the year. How about Pittman with a massive shutout? They're 5-0 and now after smacking down Somerville 42-nothing. Battle of wine country. Sonoma Valley goes into Napa. Gets the W, 28-16, Sonoma Valley 2-3, Napa remains defeated 0-5. Just mentioned this a little bit earlier, one of our major games to keep an eye on. Folsom ran away with it, though. The battle of Sackby's number one team, Folsom, versus number two team, Oak Ridge. Folsom had home field advantage, and they used it to perfection. They beat Oak Ridge, the then 3-0 Oak Ridge, 62-6. Battle of 2-2 two two teams, Kimball taking on Sierra at Kimball. Sierra comes in, gets the win, 49-28. to Big Valley Christian does it big at home. How about their third win of the year, handing Woodland Christian the loss, 35-21. to East Union taking on Oakdale. Oakdale goes into East Union, gets the win, 35-26. Oakdale 4-1. East Union 1-4. and four. One of our surprise upsets of the night, and we've had a couple of this. These yes, Kennedy gets their first win of the season against Rosemont, who is 3-1 going into this game. 36-28 the final. Shout out Kennedy, big win for them. Amador taking on Arroyo at home. They get the easy win, 47-27. Amador remains undefeated. Pacheco's now 3-1 on the year. They hand Johansson the loss, 69-6. Nice. Central Valley taking on Merced. Merced goes into Central Valley, remains undefeated, gets the 52-6 W. And last one, Jesuit, they're uh, they're turning their season around nicely after the rough sure start are. they got off to. They are now 2-2. Two and two. They hand Rio Americano their third loss, 49-14. The Marauders get the win, and that is our run-through of the Friday night football scoreboard, at least part one of it. Yes. We have still more scores to get to and still scores that are coming in with the 10 o'clock kickoff of this show. Not every single game has wrapped up, so if you see finals that we may have missed, go on to K hdk.com uh, see what we have up there see what we're yet to get you know, we're still plugging these in literally as we speak uh, so if you see one that we're missing why don't you help us out on the text line 44 11 40 you can text us or if you were at one of these games tonight and you want to call us you can absolutely do so 916-339-1140 be a part of friday night football brought to you by wing stop the stockton honda game of the week this week 
Congratulations to Wood Creek, Wood Creek High School, the Timberwolves, my sure. alma mater. Oh, they boy. hosted a rival in the Roseville Tigers. And as of right now, from the last score update that we have gotten, that game about to wrap up, and Wood Creek was comfortably in the lead. Looking forward to, uh, forward to, talk to talking to uh, Wood Creek High School head coach, Kyle Stowers. He'll be joining us at the beginning of next hour. Uh, but that means the uh, the voting for Stockton Honda Game of the Week for next week is open now on KHDK.com. And we got five great games on tap for you. Throwing them out there right now. And you can vote as soon as we say go. Forest Hill at Rio Linda. Grant at Granite Bay. Del Campo at Vista Del Lago. Roseville at Antelope. And El Camino at Capital Christian. Those five games right there are on your poll for the uh, uh, Stockton Honda Game of the Week, and right now, go to KHDK.com and vote. Whichever one gets the most votes mm-hmm. wins, and then the KHDK Street Team comes to your school, invades your campus, checks out the game, and you get extra coverage right here on Friday Night Football with myself and Charles T. Hamilton. And Chuck, man, th- these uh, Stockton Honda Game of the Weeks have been successes. We've been getting great games, uh, and ultimately, from what we've been able to see from following these games on social media, the atmospheres all around have say, been phenomenal. I, I was going to say, we tweeted out some videos today from, uh, from the Wood Creek game, and just the atmosphere out there is awesome. It takes me back, obviously, uh, romantic. I'm, I'm pretty much a, a real-life Uncle Rico, just wanting to go back and strap it up one more time, throw a football over them mountains uh, in these these little clips and, and having the, the, the crew go out there, our promo team go out there. It's just it's an awesome time, awesome atmosphere that hopefully we add just a little something to it, but those atmospheres are already great without us. You know, I can't imagine taking the floor or taking the field and the buzz of – can you imagine taking the field – in like the big house in Michigan in front of Man. that many people, or even in the NFL, you think you have jitters then. I, I mean, just taking the field in front of 10,000 of your peers or whatever crowds mm-hmm. that we've been getting. What uh, We had the uh, the Holy Bowl game that Chris Watkins was telling us about, Jesuit uh, taking on... Um, I'm all of a sudden blanking on the names. Christian, Christian Brothers, Brothers, thank yeah. you. Uh, and uh, th- both of them taking the field in front of 10,000 strong. I mean, how can you not get fired up and nervous for that game? Uh, did you ever take how, – how big a crowds did you play in front of in your oh, time? Nothing like that. I mean, maybe 1,000 tops. But even then, 1,000 yeah, exactly. voices. Well, that's the thing. It was, you know, most most jacked I'd ever been. And that was, you know, one-twelfth of what Jesuit uh, Christian Brothers got. You know, my my – Dad played down in Palm Springs, and they got, you know, 10,000 every single game. Just thinking of that, it's just nothing better, man. High school football is the best. And especially now, I was when we were, you know, we had our little break in between shows here. Just seeing the sunset out there tonight was incredible. There's pictures from the Del Oro game. Just the atmosphere, the the. The the weather is a little nicer, a little a little more conducive to some to some football. Starting man. To feel like fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just best time of the year, man. I I I'm real romantic about this kind of stuff. Well, it's easy to be a fan in this er- er- uh, area, and it's easy for us to do a radio show in this region because there are so many great teams. And to have a great team, you got to have great players, and that's why that's we right. look forward each and every single week to giving out our California Family Fitness Player of the Week award. Charles T. Hamilton, who does it go to this week? This week. California Family Fit Player of the Week. Zach Larrier, quarterback for Monterey Trail, had himself a monster game, threw for 171 yards and three touchdowns. And you'd think that's it. That's a solid game. Nope. Ran for 163 and another three scores in the win over Consumers Oaks. And there were a lot of great uh, great players, great candidates for, for this week's California Family Fit Player of the Week. Guys who got it done on both sides of the ball. But when you put up six touchdowns overall, over 300 yards combined on the ground and through the air. Uh, I, I can't ignore that. Zach Larrier is your 
California Family Fit Player of the Week. I mean, I've I've heard of stacking a stat sheet, but Whew. damn, yeah, uh, just yeah. amazing game. No question uh, for him. I, you know, we always talk about the the importance of having good pocket presence as as a quarterback, and in order to throw uh, three touchdowns like he did, of course you got to have good pocket presence to do that. But to have the legs as well, yep. uh, like he has, to be able Dual to to escape, to get out there. Imagine how tough that is for defenses, and how great that is from an offensive line perspective. Knowing I can protect this guy, but if someone gets through, I know this guy behind me can get out of trouble. From an O line perspective, it's great. From a D line perspective, it is the most annoying thing in the world. There is nothing more annoying than going up against a dual-threat quarterback who can dice you up through the air, and then as soon as you get some pressure, you actually break through, gives you just a quick jab step, and then is gone for 50 yards. It is... It's the worst. I can imagine all that <laughs> hard work bursting through. Yeah, man. It, it is tough. It is tough. But as an O-lineman, nothing better. Just it got, makes you look good also. Just got this school uh, coming through, or this final score coming through as well. Another SFL battle between Rockland and Whitney. Rockland hosting the Whitney Wildcats, who are now 0-4 on the season as Rockland gets uh, their second victory of the year, 24-14. So good to see the Thunder. Nice. I get that one under their belt as well. Stack them. Just keep stacking wins. That's what it's about. That's ultimately what you have to do. And and I'm just going through the scoreboard looking as more and more come in. Some incredible games uh, just around, and we're going to continue to pour through this scoreboard as we get them to come in. Uh, but we, I mean, every single week it feels like we're mentioning them, and I apologize to any schools that are rivals of the Del Oro Golden Eagles, but they just continue to roll, Chuck. They're now 5-0 and on the uh, the season. You they uh, it, are at the top now after the uh, the Folsom win over uh, Oak Ridge. They are at the top of the SFL currently, and of course they have yet uh, to play Folsom or Oak Ridge, mm-hmm. so they still have two tough tests coming, uh, but they were able to hand Grant at bay the loss 42 to 7 the final the golden eagles man they're just doing some i feel stuff. like i'm being biased but they're five and oh continuing to stack wins continuing to to put up big wins and big numbers i i i can't i can't ignore them they're they're having one hell of a year and joe davidson tweeted out earlier and we'll have him on later as we always do the high school football god around here i mean i could spend hours just listening to joe davidson especially as a guy who's not from the area and learning more and more i mean joe is the greatest resource you could have I, I want the guy to write a book but back to what i was saying del oro joe joe davidson tweeted this out this might be the most talented del oro team in history and they're showing that five and oh stacking wins and stacking big wins 42 to seven tonight like you said we are going to be speaking with joe davidson towards the end of this hour around 10 40 but next segment following our scoreboard uh we have the head coach uh, uh, Eric Cavalier of Oak Ridge joining us. A uh, rough night for them, but still he's willing to come on and, and share the story of the game with us. They've been having a great season up to this point, so it'll be interesting to hear about this team's adversity and see how they can bounce back and what they're going to do, what adjustments they can make to continue on with their great season uh, following this tough loss to the Bulldogs. We will take the break. When we come back, he is joining us right here on Friday Night Football. Welcome to Y'all played a great football game tonight. A real good football game. Now, back to more of the Friday Night Football Show. Presented by Wingstop. Here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. 
Welcome back in to Sports 1140 KHDK's Friday Night Football. Having fun with you here on this Friday evening. A lot of games to get to. A lot of great games just ramping up or have already wrapped up. And we're going to do our best to uh, to highlight each and every single one that we can here. Excited to be joined by uh, uh, Joe Davidson from the Sacramento Bee, the high school football guru, as I like to call him. He'll be joining us here a little bit later in this hour. We're going to be going uh, to head coach Eric Cavalier. Uh, Oak Ridge head coach and Oak Ridge coming off of a tough loss. Only their first of the season, but they fell to their rival Folsom uh, in a major way. One of our many scores to get to here. Uh, so fire the music up in there, Jay. Let's look more at our Friday Night Football scoreboard. Yes, Beginning with Ponderosa. They're 5-0 and on the season. They continued their great start in a very close game against Cordova. The final score in this one, 47-41, Chuck. Mesa, Verde. yeah, sounds like a... A barn burner. Mesa Verde at home taking on San Juan. San Juan gets the close win, 20-14. to 14. Feel for Mesa Verde, close to getting that first win, but just couldn't get it done. They remain 0-5, San Juan 2-2. Two two. Modesto continues to put up a lot of offense. They've been on a roll offensively over the last three weeks. Excuse me, three weeks. They're now 3-1 and one on the season, 56-20. to 20. They beat Franklin. Northgate at home taking on Rodriguez. Rodriguez goes in, doubles him up at least. They get the 44-20 win. Rodriguez, 3-2. Northgate remains with that one win, 1-4. One How about a, uh, a Forest Hill loss to Johnson? Johnson puts the beat down on 42-6. Forest Hill's been a little bit of an offensive rut as of late. They're now 2-3. Burbank at home taking on Highlands. Burbank puts up the 60-burger. They get the dub, 67-7. Burbank, 2-3. Highlands. Two and two. Sheldon keeps on rolling four and one on the year now as they beat Consumnus Oaks 42 to 19. Tracy at home taking on Fortuna. Tracy gets the W 48-21. Both teams are three and two after this week. Looking at this game that just came through, Antelope bounces back nicely after their loss to Capital Christian last week. They edge out Yuba City at Yuba City, the final in that one, 21 to 20. Bella Vista taking on Endercum. Endercum puts up, that's right, a 70 burger. Endercum gets the win, 76 to 7. Endercum remains undefeated while Bella Vista remains defeated. You can check out our full scoreboard right now on sports1140khtkhtk.com. Check out the Friday Night Football. You'll see it on our scroll bar at the top. Click on that. The full scoreboard comes up. You're also going to notice some holes as we're continuing to plug in these final scores as they come through. If you see holes and scores that we are missing and you want to help us out, if you are at the event, you can call us 916-339-1140 to get on the air, or you can text them to us, 441140. Again, you are listening to Friday Night Football, brought to you by Wingstock, Sacramento's number one high school football radio show. My name is Matt George, joined by Charles D. Hamilton. We have a lot of fun of bringing this to you each and every single week. And one of the reasons why we uh, we have the privilege of doing what we're doing is we get to talk to uh, the coaches of these fantastic programs uh, here in the area. And these coaches are so fantastic. They they work as hard as they can to, to not only prepare these athletes, but to prepare these young men. Uh, and they're willing to, uh, to come on and chat even uh, after suffering uh, tough defeats. And that's essentially what happened uh, with Oak Ridge tonight. Uh, they are the number two team on the uh, SAC B rankings, and they were 3-0 and heading into tonight's game, taking on the Folsom Bulldogs, and Folsom has had their number for quite a while. Folsom has been king uh, for football around here, especially in the SFL. Oak Ridge traveling
traveling to Folsom in front of a hostile crowd. Unfortunately, was not able to uh, to get the job done here tonight. But nonetheless, head coach Eric Cavalier is nice enough to uh, to spend the time with us and join us here on Friday Night Football. Uh, coach, I know your team didn't get it done tonight, but you've been off to such a great season uh, with those Trojans. Uh, you have to be pleased ultimately with how things are going. Ultimately, didn't get what you uh, you wanted done tonight. Uh, how you guys feeling? That's an understatement on tonight. <laughs> it was definitely a little rough tonight, but this team will rebound. We'll, uh, you know, you're going to face adversity during the season, and, and, and we got some adversity tonight, but we'll come back Monday uh, ready to roll and, and to prepare for, uh, for Rockland next week. No doubt, Coach. You guys uh, had a, a rough rough game tonight. Is this a game where you will where you throw out the tape and just move on to Rockland, or do you think there's still some things you can learn from, from a game like tonight? Or is it just, Hey, they, they were on their game and we weren't, and that's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot we can learn from this game tonight, mm-hmm. but it, it's also important for our, our team, um, you know, and our program to, to turn the page and on Monday, you know, get our focus, back, you know, set back on, on Rockland, our next opponent. Um, you know, you, you win games and you evaluate your, your team and, and what you have going on. But when you lose a game, you know, you tend to really evaluate your team, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely do that. And we'll we'll take what we learned uh, about ourselves tonight, and 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 we'll get better from it. Charles and I were hosting the Grant Napier Show with Jay Johnson earlier today, and we were talking about storylines in the NBA. And one of the most natural storylines in sports, Coach, uh, is overcoming adversity and seeing how teams mm-hmm. respond and players respond uh, when even if they're great teams and even when they, if they're expected to be uh, to be prominent and at the top, uh, as Oak Ridge is and has been throughout this season, uh, they need to suffer some adversity sometimes to become the best of, of themselves and the best team that they can be. How confident are you in this team, in their ability to bounce back and how ready are they to get to work and get back on the field to prove man tonight was an anomaly the three and O team is what we really are yeah you know we we have a young team this year maybe the youngest i've coached um you know i want to say we we returned 13 seniors from last year's team so um you know we just we have a, a very high ceiling with this group it's it's early in the year um you know we don't usually play Folsom this early we usually play them at the end of the season um you know, not, not saying that it'd make a difference or anything, but, you know, we, we do have some strong leaders. Um, we have a lot of young guys that are, that are hungry to get better. And, um, you know, you ask about confidence. I, I have all the confidence in the world. This, this group will bounce back and, and be ready to go next week. Coach, one of the themes that we talk about here, especially with the coaches, is just that high school football is about more than just wins and losses and stats and all that. Can you speak to maybe what one of your philosophies or what you think high school football represents past just the records and, and the championships, yeah. et cetera? You know, I, I, uh, I grew up in a, in a one high school town and absolutely loved my experience in high school. And it's just been my goal since then to, to give that kind of experience, you know, here in our program. And, and I really like what we do here. You know, we have one high school in our town. Um, you know, you have to live in El Dorado Hills to, to go to the school and um, as a result, we, we were, we're a neighborhood high school team. You know, we've got kids that have played together, you know, for their whole lives and, and they're, they're bought into each other and, and believe in each other. And, and um, you know, there's, there's just the, the lessons that come along with that, just brotherhood. And, uh, you know, we just believe that, you know, it's, it's about the pursuit of victory and, and how to pursue um, success. And I believe that that can be applied to, to all aspects of life, whether it's in business or in relationships or, you know, just about anything else. The lessons you learn here in football that they apply across the board. Couldn't agree more, Coach. I, I, 
That's that's something I've mentioned too on these shows. Is just that it's about so much more than just the game. I, I have so many lessons that I learned throughout my time playing and lifelong friends that I made through football. Uh, I have to ask because I ask every coach and even in a tough loss, uh, former O lineman myself, how the O line do tonight and what have they brought to you throughout the season? Yeah, you know our, our offensive line is probably the most experienced unit on our team right now. Um, we have three returning varsity uh, or three returning starters. Um, you know, led by Zach Welch, who's a UNR commit. Um, you know, Jacob Crannell, who's a three-year varsity player, and uh, Jesse Jimenez is a returning starter, although he didn't play tonight because he was injured. Um, but you know, that that group is is definitely a group we can count on against a, a tough Folsom team tonight. Um, you know, we were able to chip away running the ball. We, we um, you know, that wasn't a terrible part of what we had going on tonight at all. Um, so there's definitely some positives from that, and, and, and we'll continue to build. Coach, not to get sappier or sentimental, but I, I got to imagine as a head coach, you know, they, they say that you kind of, uh, you just kind of adopt these kids and, and these players as you spend more and more time with them. How much pride do you feel? You just mentioned uh, your, one of your linemen that is a UNR coach. Uh, or has committed to UNR, uh, how much pride do you take in seeing them go on and be successful at the college level, not just as an athlete, uh, but also as a student? You know, I'm, I'm glad that you, you mentioned the student part of that because we, we have a, a very high success rate of, of our players and students here at Oak Ridge High School uh, going on to success in college. And, and again, it just goes back to those those lessons of, of adversity and how to, how to fight through things and how to stay consistent and, and work hard. Um, you know, I love seeing that. Um, you know, we've got quite a few kids in college right now and, you know, everywhere from, you know, going to UNR next year to Notre Dame to junior colleges across California and, and uh, UC Davis and, and just, you know, really proud to see these guys go on and not only contribute, um, you know, on the football t- um, side of things at their colleges, but to have, have success in the classroom as well. Coach, how ready are you to get back home to take on Rockland after a, a rough, rough week on the road? Is it is it going to be good to get back to the the friendly confines oh, yeah. of, uh, of Oak Ridge? Yeah, no, it's, been, it's been a month since we've Oof. had a home game. You know, it's been four weeks, so we're we're definitely ready to come back home. We have a, we have a great atmosphere here, a great crowd. Our ozone is, you know, the best student section in the area. Um, there's nice. no place like home for sure, and 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 we we're really looking forward to, to to you know getting this last game here, you know, behind us and moving forward. Coach, last thing for you. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know that there's uh, there's more to coaching than just building and molding your program, but you mentioned how young your your team is going into this season, mm-hmm. and the fact that even though you lost tonight, getting off to which is such a young unit, a three and zero start before that, and looking still to be a, a tough competitor uh, in the SFL. Uh, what kind of advantages do you feel you have when you have that young team and young core that you can grow uh, as a as a group really together? And where do you see this core? being at and what level do you expect them to be at by the time they reach reach their upperclassmen junior and senior years yeah i know that that's that's exciting you know we're um we don't traditionally bring up um a lot of sophomores that's just not something we've done last year we had one sophomore on the team um the year before um i think we had one or two um you know this year we have five and you know all five of them have been starting for us and, and contributing a lot and uh you know it's exciting to know that we, we're going to have those guys for a few years and and um, know that their ceiling is just going to continue to get taller and, and they're just going to continue to get better. And, and uh, you know, what, what you're seeing here with us in, in, in week four, um, you know, is going to be a lot different than we're going to see from us in week 10. We're just going to continue to get better.
Coach, we cannot express how appreciative we are of you coming on this show despite uh, the loss tonight. We will definitely be following the Trojans and, and rooting hard for them and, and hoping for uh, good stuff beginning next week against Rockland. Hopefully, uh, before the end of the season, we can have you back on after a, a nice W and, and talk more yeah. about this fantastic team that you've put together. But thank you again so much. Uh, safe trip home if you're not home already. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you very soon. My pleasure, and thank you for the opportunity. I appreciate it. Have a good one. Thank you very much. That is Coach Eric Cavalier from Oak Ridge. Uh, I mean, it takes guts and bravery a lot of the time uh, to be able to to come on the air following a loss, and not just any loss. It's a a big loss to your top rival, a team that in Folsom, and Oak Ridge has been biting at the heels of Folsom for such a long time and just not able to close that gap. Joe Davidson is going to share the history between these two programs with us here coming up in a little bit. Uh, but it takes guts and grit and determination for a coach to come on the air and, and open himself up uh, to the, the public eye and public scrutiny after, after something like that. But we appreciate uh, him doing that uh, and then it speaks to the adversity of these players how they're going to respond in practice next week Chuck and how they're going to approach this rock oh I know as a player there were games that we would lose and I would cancel plans and go sit at home by myself crawl or into like the bed me and what me and another teammate would just sit there and you know complain about the game and stuff like that it, it can uh, it can take its toll but it that's that's some of the best parts about Sports in general, high school football is the highs and lows, man. And in the at the end, in the end, it's a it's luckily it's just a game, man. It's a lifestyle, Chuck. It's a lifestyle. It's, you live and die with it. Those sometimes those pills are are, are definitely tough to uh, swallow. No, but great to have coach on. He he was awesome, and you know, as he said, they're just going to move on. It's it's one game, and they're still three and one, and still have a lot of work to do moving forward. I mean, what do we say though? Despite the uh, the start against De La Salle, I mean. Folsom's legit. And it's, this Jesuit is still their league. won their this last is, two after losing their first two and looked dominant in doing so. They, this is still their league, man. This yeah. is still their region, and, no and they're comfortable being the Kings. They were uh, punched in the mouth a little bit to start the year. And, uh, again, I give them full credit in the world starting your season against uh, a team as talented as De La Salle, <laughs> being held back and really reminding yourself who you are and where you There are some college teams that don't start against teams as good as De La Salle. Yeah. You're right. I mean, you're 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 right. So that's the adversity of this season that we love so much. We're going to take the break. When we come back, more scores for you. Uh, plus, the high school football guru himself, Joe yes, Davidson, sir. will be joining us, and you're not going to want to miss it. Every single week, I look forward to talking to this guy because he gives us a rundown of everything that has to do with high school sports and high school football here in the Sac Joaquin section. Don't go anywhere. Joe Davidson next, right here on Friday Night Football. Welcome to. Y'all played a great football game tonight. A real good football game. Now, back to more of the Friday Night Football Show. Presented by Wingstop. Here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. Welcome back into Friday Night Football here on Sports 1140 KHDK. My name is Matt George, joined by Charles T. Hamilton. Our, Our thanks to Coach Cavalier. Uh, for spending yes, the time with us on uh, on KHDK's Friday Night Football. Hopefully we'll be able to talk to him after a win some point later on in the season, but full props to him for uh, for coming on and being a part of the kind show. kind of team Oak Ridge is, I'm pretty sure we'll get plenty of opportunities to do that. Them Trojans, they don't go down quietly. Right. I've actually seen a lot of videos. Uh, they're very active, and their cheer, cheer section is very active on social media, and they post videos of just that crowd and how rioty and wild they get 
uh, out there. The so, Ozone, I love that, man. I'm such a sucker for little clever names like that. The Ozone, that's we got, dope. We got to talk to him after a home win. Maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll try and hit him up after this maybe they'll win. Game. Maybe they'll win a game of the week coming up. We'll have to wait you and know? see. We'll see. We'll have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, of course, alluding to our Stockton Honda game of the week, which this week was the Wood Creek Timberwolves taking on their rivals, uh, the uh, – Roseville Tigers, and that game uh, well, ended up being a, a pretty high-scoring affair, and we'll share more information about that with you when we get Wood Creek head coach Kyle Stowers on. He and the rest of the Wood Creek campus were invaded by uh, the KHDK Street team, and if you vote for your team to be the Stockton Honda Game of the Week, which you can do right now, by the way, on KHDK.com, uh, you have a chance to uh, to get the street team out at your school to uh, celebrate with you and, and be out there for all the festivities. And, of course, we will talk about your school and highlight your school all the more right here on Friday Night Football. We got some scores to get to. I'll start beating around the bush. Jay fires up the music in there, and let's get going with this one. Gustine, now 3-1 and one on the year. They beat Delhi. 37 to nothing. El Camino taking on Vista Del Lago. Vista Del Lago gets the W. 49-21. El Camino 1-4. Del Lago 2-3. You gotta love Modesto Christian because they just keep on rolling. Ooh. They put up 61 points tonight. They're now 5-0 after handing Riverbank the loss 61-3. Yeah, well, Calaveras had a nice little game too. Not quite 61, but they did put up 57 against Bradshaw Christian. Calaveras 1 and 3. Bradshaw Christian 2 and 2. We've had so many great games tonight, and this one yeah. may have topped it. Two 4 and 0 teams going to battle Rippin versus Hilmar at Rippin. It came down to two points. Ooh. Which one continues to be undefeated? It is Rippin 23 to 21. The final. They are now 5 and 0. Hilmar. Gets their first loss. They're four and one. Well, Placer was undefeated, taking on El Dorado, who was one and three. Placer remains undefeated, a little easier than Rippin did. They got the W, seventy to seven. Placer remains five and zero. Oh, El Dorado one and four. Talk about a nail biter. This one was decided by one point. Liberty Ranch. They were one and three against Laguna Creek, and they get their second win, thirty four to thirty three. Oof. Bear River taking on Encina Prep at home. Bear River gets the W. They put up a 50-burger, as I like to say. Bear River 4-0 and and Cena Prep 2-1. The undefeated streak continues for Denaire. They're now a 4-0 team, excuse me, 41-21 to the final after they beat LeGrand 1-3. and And I was stumbling over my words there because this one just came across, which I got to get to Hit really quick. It. Mountain House just beat Davis. Mountain House is now 4-0, 30-14 the final in that one. That is our scoreboard. Not all the scores you will notice because we can't get all, to all of them right now. we got to save our breath to talk with Joe Davidson, but you can go to khdk.com literally as we are speaking right now and look at the full scoreboard, and if you miss any of, uh, or you see any scores that we are missing in there and you want to help us out, be sure to text them to us, 441140. You can call us if you were there at the games and want to share what the atmosphere was like, 916-339-E1140. You can see Jay working the phones, getting Joe Davidson on in there. I always look forward to uh, to talking to Joe each and, and both, every, uh, every single week. We talk about it all week long, really, just the amount of knowledge that he knows and how deeply ingrained he is here. Uh, and he'll tell you firsthand, and I'm sure he'll tell us right when he gets on the air with us here in just a, a couple minutes, that he has one of the best jobs in the world because he gets the opportunity uh, really to to cover these great programs. And it, it, your job as a reporter and as a radio host is always easier, right, when you have programs that are just enjoyable and fun to watch. And we have 
a lot of them yes, here sir. in the Sac Joaquin section. I'm sure Mr. Davidson would agree. It is the high school football guru himself from the Sacramento Bee. I don't even know if he likes being called that, but I'm going to call him <laughs> that anyway. Joe, thank you uh, for once again coming back and uh, taking the time with us. we got a full episode of Friday Night Football tonight, all two hours, no A's baseball to compete with. So we've been talking about all of the nonsense going on in the Sac Joaquin section. It seems like it was a great night. Yeah, it's always a good night. Um, we were talking about this with some coaches and retired coaches before the game. I mean, the weather's been great this whole season. Yeah. And a lot of times this early in the season, it's roasting hot and it's uncomfortable. And uh, But, you know, it's just fall weather the last couple of weeks. And I just think it makes for a nice atmosphere. Um, you get the nice sunsets and everything. And, and then the teams are great, whether it's the city schools, the up the, up the Highway 50 corridor, Placer County, Oak Grove, Sacramento County. There's teams everywhere, small school, large school. Um, you know, it's good stuff. And what I saw from Folsom tonight Whew. was as impressive of an offensive display ever in this region for, wow. the you know, given the opponent. And we're talking five, you know, four-star, five-star recruit guys who are getting recruited by guys all across the country. You know, Daniel Nagata as a running back. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Notre Dame. He's a junior, great student, great person, an incredible runner. He had a 69-yard touchdown run today. They did a hook and ladder where Caden Bennett, who's had a phenomenal year, and he's a college prospect, a terrific leader. He threw a short pass to Joe Nagata going to Clemson, who did the hook and ladder to his brother, hmm. Daniel, who took it and raced 30 yards in. So, Elijah Badger is getting offered by programs like USC as a receiver. He's a junior receiver. He had a like a 65-yard touchdown catch with one hand. Wow. I mean, they were doing one-handed grabs. And then Danielle Nagata had a touchdown run where he 22 yards where he cut and juked and spun and just you know just it was an excellent Oak Ridge team that just got taken to, to task by some big-time blue-chip athletes with precision. Offensive line play, the defense was terrific too. So 62 to 6 over Oak Ridge, our solid number two, and it was 55 6 at the half. And they pulled everybody after that next touchdown. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think Folsom is a team that's worth watching. Fans, it's, a, it's an affordable price. Go, go watch any local football. Um, you know, tickets are good. And even Jesuit tonight had its first home game in the history of the school, opened in 1963. They wheeled in some portable lights to have a nice. Friday night vibe with neighborhood rival Rio Marcano. Jesuit won that game and it was sold out. So that's uh, awesome. Day football, day football is apathetic. It's mm-hmm. hot. It's mm-hmm. still, it's, it just doesn't, you know, Saturday afternoons are for college football. Absolutely. Yeah. They're for, for AC and college football. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I'm glad you brought okay. up Daniel and got it because he seems to, or at least personally, kind of gotten lost in the shuffle of just this stacked Folsom team. And I think you tweeted out earlier just how dominant he can be. What is it about him exactly that just seems to be unstoppable? Well, you know what? He's not lost in the shuffle. He's he's making the shuffle. Because uh, <laughs> he's as, he's every bit as good as any running back we've ever had around here. You mm-hmm. know, Ontario Smith, Shaq Thompson, Reggie Young, Kevin Wilhite. Um, Donald Hare, Vince, you know, Vince Delgado, just a whole bunch of them over the years. Um, James Montgomery was an assistant coach at Sac State now. And he's, he's, he's more heavily recruited than just about any of those guys as a junior. Um, and so what he has is he's got terrific 
burst and speed, and he's got a great running stride, and he could cut real quick. Um, he's not a, a terribly big guy. He's about five nine, one eighty five. You know, he's very strong though. Mm-hmm. Um, and he had a play last season, which would be a terrific recruiting clip, and he didn't even have the ball, and he wasn't playing defense. So what he did was his brother took a sweet handoff. Uh, and there's Joe Nagata chugging 80 yards downfield against that Grand Bay, and his kid brother, by one year, Daniel, is down there blocking downfield and knocking safeties and corners out of the way, some 30 yards, 40 yards downfield. It's like, what a – that was a great effort play, and that's that's the kind of guy he is. Holson's got a bunch of them, and they're well-conditioned, and they're well-coached. Um, you know, on sacby.com, I wrote a little bit about the, the defensive coordinator, Sam Cole, young coach, went to Folsom. He's got these guys dialed in. He's looking for his third state championship as a defensive coordinator. So that's a they got it going. Oakridge has got it going too, but Folsom got it going at a, at a you know fat you know downhill. Yeah, Caden Bennett is far. I mean, depending on how they, I don't sure. How, I'm not sure how they record a hook and ladder touchdown, but by my count, does he have 15, 16 touchdowns in the last three weeks? Yeah, he does, and he's completing 80% of his passes. He is getting great offensive line play. Um, the son of the coach is the all-metro center, Caden Richardson. So Caden, we're blocking for Caden. Um, <laughs> and Caden doesn't just throw short stuff. He has a nice deep ball, uh, and he's, he's a terrific running back, too. 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns last year. He's not running as much this year. He's dropping. He's he's you know setting up and picking defenses apart and, and grabbing those great mismatches that Folsom creates. You know you, got, you can't double trip team Joseph Nagata because Elijah Badger, who's getting recruited by Pac-12 teams, will burn you on the other side. He had yeah. two touchdowns, and uh, then Daniel Nagata could run. So this is a team that I don't see how how this team is going to lose the rest of the year. That's a challenge for the rest of the people on that schedule to try to stop this team. Uh, otherwise, it's just going to be a, you know, an avalanche right down to another state championship. Pretty good run right now. <laughs> Joe, uh, despite the uh, the tough loss, head coach Eric Cavalier uh, from Oak Ridge was nice enough to join us here just before you a, a few minutes ago, and and he was uh, uh, very very humbled by by this uh, this loss, but still confident in his program and their ability to ba- uh, bounce back. Uh, can you talk about the resiliency that you've seen, not just from this team specifically, uh, but from this program overall? And they are the number two team on your rankings for a reason. Do you expect them to bounce back well and 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 get back to Trojan football the way it's meant to be played next week against Rockland? Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. No, they, uh, I heard the conversation here with Eric Cavalier. He's top notch, uh, great champion, great coach, great leader. Um, kids are good kids, uh, good students. They go on to college, do good things. And it Folsom's the one hurdle that Oak Ridge can't clear. And Oak Ridge has won section championships in a row in the 2000s. So it's one, you know, it's been there. It's had guys go, to the NFL, had guys play at major colleges, um, but has been in Folsom's league since 2000, mid-2000s or so, um, and have now lost 13 consecutive times to them that dating back to 2006. Wow. And so in that run, Folsom won all the league championships, you know, eight or nine, this, you know, this decade, and, and, you know, back to 2008, 2009, and Folsom's uh, seven-section championships and, and going for a fourth, state championship that's a hell of a decade no kidding that's and they just mow everybody and then oakridge is the closest i mean oakridge is not being able to clear but neither is the rest of the section 
St. Mary's won in the section championship a couple of years ago, but otherwise it's been Folsom this decade. Uh, I know you are super high on Folsom, and you you, you said that they can quite possibly roll uh, win uh, lo- sorry without a loss through the remainder of this schedule into uh, into playoffs. But there's one team in particular in the SFL that still has a. Uh, uh, their eyes set on them. That's Del Oro. They just continue to roll 5-0. and oh. We feel like we're talking about them each and every single week because they just keep on winning and putting up great numbers. Uh, how how do you fancy the Golden Eagles in their matchup uh, eventually with uh, these Folsom Bulldogs? Oh, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking out Del Oro. Uh, terrific coach there, Jeff Walters, second-year guy. You guys have had him on a couple times. and You know, he's living the dream. That's what he likes to say. And um, Played there at Del Oro, got his coaching start there, and then went on to Liberty high school and, and Brentwood and the East Bay, which is dominant as having its, it won its first section championship last season and is the number four ranked team in Northern California. So he's a good coach and he got a, he installed a new offense, had all these returning starters from a team that went to the section finals last year and also a great start. Uh, Granite Bay is really a good team. And so that's a nice win. And I could see it being nine and oh, Del Oro going into week 10 against uh, eight and one Folsom with an opening loss to De La Salle, as we've talked about, mm-hmm. and then just storming through everybody else. So, uh, 16 returning stories for Oak Ridge, or um, I'm sorry, for Folsom, and 17 returning stories for Del Oro. So, the last year, Folsom rolled them with as juniors. So, that's a great challenge. So, we'll have, we're going to move Del Oro from number three to number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if they, if they both win the table, the, tr- um, Golden Eagles and Folsom, then it'll be a one versus two again, uh, which is kind of fun. And then I'll move up Monterey Trail, which also will probably be ten and zero in Division One, and we'll fight Folsom and Oak Ridge at some point. Uh, move them up, and then uh, Plas will move up too. And then I'll probably just drop Oak Ridge past there because anybody's going to get smoked by Folsom. So you don't mm. drop a team far in the rankings right. for playing for playing a heavy. Joe Davidson, the ultimate heavy. Oh, sorry, yeah. Joe. Uh, the, from the Sacramento Bee is joining us here, uh, kind enough to spend each and every week with us on Friday Night Football. Joe, Jesuit, they've bounced back nicely. They beat Rio Americano tonight, 49-14. to They were at the top of your rankings or near the top of your rankings uh, to open up the season. Started the season off a little rocky. Seemed to be back uh, where they where they like to be and where they belong. Uh, not surprised at all by Jesuit's bounce back? Not at all. Not at all. Was surprised by Jesuit's slow start to the season. Um, you know, had an opening by, got to scout and watch Folsom and De La Salle in, in that opener, and then just got, you know, drop kicked 50 to, 50 to 14. And then with Granite Bay was light on starter, you know, had some starters out with injuries. Granite Bay beat Jesuit 27, uh, 14, 27, 12. And so it's like, that's, uh, you know, Jesuits got to right itself, and it did last week in the Holy Bowl and looked terrific. It's a team we expected. Um, great quarterback play by Hank Corvigo, who had another big game today, tonight against Rio. Um, he loves his job. He likes to be the quarterback. And, um, you know, some good running backs. Uh, Kate Cunningham and what about all those guys? It's, uh, you know, they look like – and then won another game tonight. So that team, Jesuit, will have a showdown at some point with Sheldon, which is four and one, uh, uh, you know, in the Delta League. So that's the other good league. We got two premier leagues in this area, the Sierra Foothill League, Folsom, Oak Ridge, Del Oro, Granite Bay, Grant, teams like that, Rockland, um, and then the Delta League. 
with Monterey uh, Trail is no longer in the Delta. Monterey Trail is now in the Metro, but the Delta's got Jesuit, Davis, Oak Grove, Monterey, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Franklin, Pleasant Grove, Casumas Oak. So that's the South Sacramento County Power League. So good football. Definitely. Joe, I, I got to ask you, you had a little back and forth with someone on Twitter, or at least mentioned something. Someone said that this might be the best uh, team that Del Oro has, has ever had. And you mentioned that uh, they've had some monstrously good teams over the decades. Do you think this could be the best Del Oro team or is it, you know, up there? And what do you think is the difference between this great team and what they've had recently that are still good? But what, what is what is elevating them to this this next level? The uh, the one who wrote the tweet was uh, my my great friend, uh, my best friend Mark Billingsley, who yes. does reporting for us at the Sacramento Bee. So he covered the Del Oro win mm-hmm. on Sacramento dot com, and and he's a lot seen a lot of football. But he said that it was the Granite Bay coach who said that's the best Del Oro team we've ever seen. So I put a um, comment on top of Mark's um, post about what the Granite Bay coach said, mm-hmm. and I said and. Del Oro's had a lot of teams, so that's an interesting statement of compliment for a program that's had some monstrous teams. Um, yeah, this could be, uh, it's going to be the end results because Del Oro's won section championships, has won state championship, um, and played for another state championship. So, so those, have been, those are the best teams that Del Oro's had until this team proves otherwise. And, and if this team... Uh, you know, how, a great gauge will be against Folsom, and then if Folsom were to win that game, then Del Oro could go into the Division Two playoffs and seek a championship, won a bunch of championships. It'd be their 19th section final if they get there. Uh, but if Del Oro beats Folsom, then then Del Oro would be Division One because it's deemed a Division One league. And if you win a Division One league, section rules stipulate you play at that division, Division One. Folsom would remain Division One too because of enrollment. So, a lot of different things could happen. Um, I think even if Del Oro ties to the league championship, somebody else beats Folsom. But I don't know who else is going to beat Folsom. That's no <laughs> disrespect to anybody in the schedule, but it's uh, Eric Cavalier was highly complimentary of Folsom. I talked to him after the game. He said there's a huge gap between number one and the rest of the area. Oh yeah, and he's right. Yeah. Joe, uh, I've been meaning to ask you about Colfax, uh, a team that keeps just sliding under our radar, although they are 4-0. and They won 44-14 tonight at home against Union Mine. Uh, this team, every single year, always seems to, to be up there and, and to be dangerous. Uh, are, you, are you able to keep good tabs on uh, what they're doing up there in Colfax with that program? Oh, a terrific program. It is a... Um... It's one of the unique stories in, in all of Northern California football because this is a school that opened in like 1958 or 59 um, and has always been a good football program and played against similarly small schools. Well, Colfax's enrollment and, you know, the town is getting smaller and the enrollment's getting smaller. And that same thing that's going up on at Lake of the Pines with Bear River High School and up at Nevada Union in Grass Valley, there's just smaller people just aren't living there. And um, so, Fol- so Colfax has these small rosters and low enrollment numbers, some 600 students, 500 students, and keeps playing championship football. Tony Martello is the coach, graduated there in the early 80s, was a quarterback for, for Colfax, and then he's been a, an incredible coach. Um, he's sent a lot of guys onto the four-year ranks, Fresno State, San Jose State. Um, they play a entertaining, fun style of ball, and, they got a they got a real treat up there in Colfax too, and, and Mike Ray is the decades long Colfax record 
sports editor, historian, general, genuine good guy. He's going to be inducted into the Sackwatching Section Hall of Fame this fall uh, for contributions. And um, so, you know, there's a guy who's covered that program and the Deloros and, and Placer uh, for, for decades and has a good pulse on what's going on around this area. And he's impressed with what Colfax has done over the years, too. It's, it's a Colfax and Bear River played for the Section Division 5 championship last season. Two league rivals, um, small towns, one, one, one town type of thing. Eric Cavalier of Oak Ridge talked about they have a one town. Yeah, Eldorado Hills is massive. I mean, there's 2,500 students at Oak Ridge, and there's 600 students at Colfax. Mm, wow. Joe, a uh, couple questions for you. So some things get lost in the reporting through, throughout high school football, so I'm not sure if this uh, – if I read this right, maybe they were referring to the hook and ladder, but did Joe Nagata throw a touchdown tonight? Yes, he did. Wow. Uh, Joe Nagata can do it all. I'm surprised <laughs> he wasn't out there, you know, extra points. Yeah, something. really. Um, he did throw a touchdown pass. He took a sweep handoff, not sweet, like <laughs> super sweep, but a sweep, and he pulled up and just unloaded um, to, um, I think it was Badger. And it was a terrific play. I mean, it's just a hard game. He took yeah. handoffs, yeah. and he. I was standing next to him in the warm-ups. He's a man. He looks like Des Bryant's body. Hmm. I mean, younger, younger. You know, when when Des Bryant was employed, that body when he was <laughs> when he was, uh, when he was on the Cowboys roster. So he um, he's a six foot four, two hundred twenty pound specimen Jeez. of speed, At and um, just 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 goes to work. Um, they all do. They they yeah. do a good job of, of just um, – and they're pretty good sportsmen. They got a little chippy at the end, which happens in mm-hmm. route. Mm-hmm. Um, stuff that gets said in the sidelines. Um, and it happened with the Del Oro Grand Bay game too. Yeah. You know, it's not easy to – somebody's going to say something. It might sometimes just be a reserve player mm-hmm. popping off. Exactly. Uh, and I got a policy against that. If you're a reserve – then you definitely have to keep your yep. mouth shut. No you, should, you should keep your mouth shut otherwise, but otherwise you should have duct tape over your mouth. <laughs> really. keep your mouth or keep your you know, keep your mouthpiece in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Helmet on, mouthpiece in. Like you're ready, like you're about to go in. Uh That's right. la- be, be, stand ready. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Uh last one, Joe, and I, I regret asking because I know Matt George is gonna love this question and they were our game of the week, but Wood Creek is <laughs> still undefeated. Is this uh, somewhat of a surprise? What, what are you seeing from them so far to, to remain undefeated? Uh, you know, what is it, four weeks in for them? Um, wrote about them last Sunday, in fact, uh, as an upstart program. Um, opened in 1994 in um, Roseville there in Placer County and had the misfortune of trying to build a program from the bottom up in the Sierra Foothill League. You know, that's Granite Bay and Del Oro and all those teams we have mentioned are Rockland. And, and, and those teams would just devour programs that are trying to build. And so Rockland's got big enrollment, 2,500 students, been a powerhouse in basketball before, baseball, soccer, and football opened in 1994 and has not had a winning season and had like seven five-and-five seasons. Uh, so they've, the best they've been ultimately, if you consider wins and losses, is mediocre. And so Kyle Stowers is the coach. He's had several over the years and energetic. He got the coaching and he played at Amador High up in Sutter Creek and then did a lot of assistant coaching as he went through the ranks and learned at Colfax and at Del Oro. You go to programs that are championship programs and you learn from those coaches as an assistant 
And then when you become a head coach, you got a real, you know, you got an accelerated learning curve and, and, and success rate. So they're doing a good thing. So Wood Creek is no longer in the SFL, got realigned out of this and is in a league that's more competitive for what Wood Creek has is, is endured. Wood Creek's gone one and nine, two and eight, four and six, four and six, five and five, five and five, you know, forever. But have sent some guys down to the college ranks, including Sac State. So, uh, you know, that's what's good about high school football. We could always talk about the power ranked teams, but it's also nice to talk about Colfax and Wood Creek and teams that, you know, any win is a mark of achievement. You know, even teams that, that lose, Justin Lorente is the coach at Mesa Verde, winless team, but they're not losers because he's not a loser. And he's a great coach, played there, played at Sac State. Um, but some of these schools up in the San Juan district, there's no, just not a lot of numbers. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, not a lot of numbers. Sometimes the facilities aren't great. and there's, It's just kind of dull. And it's hard to rev up when you have old facilities and not a lot of tradition or, or lost tradition. Coach Stowers joins us next here on Friday Night Football. Looking very forward to uh, to speaking with him. Uh, Joe, as always, thank you so much for taking the time. We appreciate you every single week, man. You're a workhorse in this community for this uh, uh, for this high school and, and for the SAC B, but for high school football in general. Uh, we thank you once again for always being a friend of this show and look forward to chatting with you more next week. Oh, I appreciate it. And tell Coach Stowers that he should go, you know, he should be pulling tires on Monday. You know, be an example. <laughs> I be like an it. example for your guys. And, and, you know, even in victory, the coach could lead the way by, by you know, chugging a tire. He might come up with an excuse like bad hamstring or something. And that's that's what that. coaches do. Yeah, yeah well, he'll, he'll make an assistant coach do it. <laughs> we'll pass on the message. Right, Thank you, Joe. You're the man, Joe. That is Joe, Joe Davidson of the uh, the Sacramento Bee, uh, kind enough to take the time. I wonder where he'll end up being next week. We'll have to wait uh, and find out for that. Taking the break, when we come back, as promised, Wood Creek High School Timberwolf head coach Kyle Stowers joining us right here on Friday Night Football. Friday Night Football, Friday night is football night. Yeah. Big hits, great plays, touchdown, touchdown. school spirit. Ready? All of that is on display and more all around Northern California. It's time for the Friday Night Football Show, presented by Wingstop. Here are your hosts, Matt George and Charles D. Hamilton. Yes, indeed. Our number two of Friday Night Football here on Sports 1140 KHDK. My name is Matt George, joined by the offensive lineman extraordinaire from high school himself, it is oh. Charles T. Hamilton. That makes it sound like you're still in high school. You definitely are not. It's no, been, it's I'm been not. a bit. It's been a while. It's I'm, been a bit. I'm the Uncle Rico of high school alignment, man. There you go. <laughs> we uh we have so much still to get to, including head coach Kyle Stowers of Wood Creek. Yes, so we indeed. can't waste any more time as we're gonna be getting to him here in a couple minutes. So let's take a look at this Friday night football scoreboard. Vanden. Hands Berkeley their fifth loss in shutout fashion. How about Vanden getting their third win of the year? 45 to nothing the final in that one. Not bad. Not bad. Downey taking on McClemens at home. Downey gets the W 20 to 14. They are 3 and 2. McClemens 2 and 2 on the year. Let the undefeated season continue for Mountain House. 30 to 14. They beat Davis. Mountain House still undefeated, man. We might need to uh, pay a little more attention to them moving yeah, forward. Check out the house. Yeah, for sure. Granite Bay at home taking on Del Oro. As we mentioned, Del Oro remains undefeated 5-0. and They got the W42-7. Granite Bay 2-2. Two and two. Another one. DeMonte Ranch 20-15. A low-scoring affair, but DeMonte Ranch remains undefeated. They're 4-0 on the season now after handing St. Mary's the loss. 
Oakland taking on Chavez. Chavez comes in, gets the W48 to nothing. Chavez 4 and 1, Oakland 1 and 3. Esparto puts up 33 points on Delta. They win 33 to 7. They're now 3 and 1. Pittman looking to remain undefeated at home against Somerville. They do. They get the W 42 nothing. Pittman 5 and 0, Somerville 1 and 3. Sonoma Valley puts up 28 points to Napa's 16. Rough start to the season for Napa. They're now 0-5. Sonoma Valley gets their second win of the year. That was the Battle of Wine Country. Uh, Oakmont taking on Casa Roble. Casa Roble comes in, gets the W, 20-17. A real close game. Casa Roble 4-1. Oakmont 2-2. You just heard us talk in massive detail about this one. Folsom beating down Oak Ridge. Folsom, there's a reason why they are as good as they are. They're four and one. Oak Ridge now three and one. The final 62 to six. Woof. Kimball taking on Sierra at home. Kimball gets the W 49-28. Kimball two and three. Sierra three and two. And finally, Big Valley Christian is now three and one on the year. They beat Woodland Christian 35 to 21. Let me check that, because I, I might have said that wrong. Sierra got the win, 49-28. I don't know if I said that right. I want to make sure I give them credit. Sierra wins. Sierra wins. Sierra wins. Sierra wins, ladies and gentlemen. That is the Friday Night Football scoreboard. Of course we didn't get to all the games, because we don't have time to get to all oh, the games man. right now, but there is all the games for you right now on KHDK.com. So what are you doing yeah. while you're listening to us, as long as you're not driving? Whip out that phone or check out uh, KHDK.com on any internet device Mm -hmm. Uh, check out the full scoreboard there if you find some holes because we still don't have all the finals that we need and you want to send them to us you can 44 11 40 on the text line or you can call us 916-339-1140 but you might be on hold if you call for a little while uh, because we have uh, a guest joining us making his debut here on the friday night football show it is the head coach of the wood creek timberwolves that is the five and Oh, Wood Creek Timberwolves, who beat the Roseville Tigers tonight 57-6 at home. That was our Stockton-Honda game of the week as Wood Creek outvoted everybody else. And it was a great lineup this week. So shout out to Wood Creek and all those great students there uh, for getting the job done. We're happy to be joined by Coach Kyle Stowers here on Friday Night Football. Uh, you got to be feeling good, Coach, after the win tonight. Yeah, you know, it, it sounds good to hear you say five minutes. Can you say that one more time? That, that sounds good. It feels even better for me, Coach. Yeah. I am a Wood Creek High School alumni. I graduated from Wood Creek High School in 2012, so I got that Timberwolf uh, pride f- flowing through my vein. Of course, I'm not biased or anything like that. No, i got to cover all not. the great uh, the programs here in the Sac Joaquin section. But we just talked to Joe Davidson from the Sacramento Bee. He had glowing reviews about this program, about your program, what you guys have been building, putting together. But 5-0, and oh, picture-perfect start to the season. You guys got to feel good, especially after beating a rival, a rival in Roseville tonight. Uh, we're stoked. I'm so happy for our kids and our school and our community. Um, you know, we heard all week about, uh, you know, the records. Roseville 15-3 against Wood Creek. And, you know, our kids used that as fuel this week, and we had one of our best weeks of practice. I'm just I'm so stoked and happy for our kids. What a great win for us and our community. We got Kyle Stowers on the line here, head coach of the 5-0 and Wood Creek Timberwolves. Coach, I have to do it. I ask every coach because a uh, former O-line to myself, you guys got the win 57-6, to I believe. How'd the, how'd the big guys play tonight? What, what, what are they bringing to this program for you? You know, anytime you win 57-6, to obviously your front's going to play great. Mm-hmm. Um, they had their best game of the night. I was just loading the film when you called right now. Um, the key for us is we, they're all back. You know, all those kids played last year for us in the SFL. Um, you know, Carter had a great night throwing the ball. You know, it's a four touchdown passes, and 
you know, I was watching the film and loading up right now on every single one here, you know, hours and hours and throw the football. So it's up front for us. And our line coach, Doug Warner, does a phenomenal job. And, you know, that's, uh, it's a weight room. It's, uh, it's preparation and it's experience for those kids. Coach, uh, we happened to uh, get your team for the uh, the Stockton Hunted Game of the Week. Wood Creek hosted it uh, this week, and it was uh, voted on by your your students that voted it, and it was awesome because we got our uh, our street team that went out there and, and set up their booth and, and took pictures, and they were tweeting out pictures and sending us pictures and videos uh, from that atmosphere out there, and it is just like I remember it. So many great uh, students and fans out there in general. Uh, Wood Creek's always had a great draw, uh, draw from the surrounding community, always great crowds out there. Uh, can you talk about playing in front of that crowd and uh, having uh, the the Roseville Tigers come into town, there's always some little extra bad blood in those ones. Yeah, the Black Bob's always great. They're great in you know football. They're great in basketball. Our student body, our administration, everything is. We're pretty lucky, uh, and we realize we're pretty fortunate. Um, and you know, for our kids, it's you know they haven't really had a rivalry. Our group, and we're just so excited to get something back so they can feel that atmosphere tonight. You know, I don't know how many people were there tonight, but. You know, not every high school kid gets to play in an atmosphere like our kids did tonight. Well, that's what's so unique and so special about our, you know, our town and the Wood Creek uh, Roosevelt rivalry. Um, so I think it's something that we're. Coach, in order to be a 5-0 and team, you have to have good leaders. And I'm not just talking about from you and your coaching staff, uh, but every team needs good, solid locker room leaders. Can you talk about uh, uh, just the, the locker room guys, how these guys hold each other accountable, uh, and how they are responding to each other with the amount of success that they've had? Yeah, you know, he's as good as he is on the field. He's he's probably better off the field. Uh, just a, a great, great leader. Um, Matt Wilford is uh, a tight end uh, linebacker for us. Has played uh, a little bit of D-line. He's a three-year varsity guy. You know, as I alluded to earlier, we just have a lot of guys back. Um, and the neat part about this group is not only do they have a lot of experience, but they like each other. And they show up to work each day, and they they bust their butts, and um, they take coaching, they take criticism, and you know off the field they love each other, and it just makes coaching them easy. Um, and you know, good things happen when you're around good people. I believe that, and uh, you know, these are great kids. That's great to hear to hear about Carter Krep because you always want your quarterback to be that leader, but sometimes you have to force it, and it doesn't really work. But it sounds like it's a natural fit for him. Uh, real quick, I wanted to ask, Coach. Wood Creek football tweeted out tenacious Thursday's blue collar player of the week was junior running back linebacker Hudson Cauley. Uh, can you not only speak to him and what he brings to the team, but also this this blue collar player of the week award that you guys hand out? Yeah, so we started a couple of years ago, and, and we felt like you know we asked so much of our scout guys because you know the reality of football is you know twenty two kids are going to play, and you know for us a lot of those kids will play both. We felt like, you know, our scout team guys that give so much of themselves Monday through Thursday didn't get a lot of recognition. Um, and I grew up, you know, blue-collar, my mom and dad, blue-collar workers, and, and it, meant, it meant something to me. So we started this, you know, blue jersey thing a couple couple years ago, and we give it out each week to the kid that, you know, best exemplifies, you know, showing up every day with their lunch pail and, and working hard. And, and Hudson Collie is has probably done a great job of that, you know, throughout the year. He's a junior linebacker for us, doesn't ask for, 
attention, doesn't ask for a high five. He just shows up every day and works. And, and that award, that award, and that jersey for us is important. And, and we talk and we spend a lot of time with our kids about, you know, what it means to be blue collar and showing up. And now sometimes, you know, your parents show up to work each day and work hard, and it's not easy, but you show up and you do it. Coach, you guys got Bella Vista next week. You're coming off a nice win this week, uh, going on the road. What? How do you keep your team and your kids kind of focused and not? I don't know. Not. I don't want to say get a big head or read the clippings or anything, but. Hey, you're undefeated, man. It's got to feel good. So how do you keep this team focused and ready to go uh, next week against Bella Vista? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And it's, um, you know, some, you know, it's a good problem to have, you know, uh, you know, we're Creek. We struggled for a couple of years in the SFL. And I think it all starts with obviously our coaching staff and the expectations that we set for our kids, you know, really throughout the year. Um, we talk about being one and O each week and, you know, obviously five and O feels good and, we can't look past Bella Vista, and I think to answer your question, you know, we gotta we gotta be honest with each other and 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 look and look at ourselves in the mirror and wonder what, what we want to do. And the goal for us is to win a league championship, and we can't look look past anybody. And and we have to make sure that each day that we show up to practice and, and film, and you know, we're getting better. And this group's always done a good job of finding ways each day. That's what we always talk about is. Were you better today than you were yesterday? And um, this group, this group's easy to be around because of that. Last thing for you, Coach. I know, uh, and I'm all about that that one week of, at a time mentality, and I think that's that's a great way to approach things, especially uh, when you are winning like you are to make sure you you keep a level head. I'm looking at the upcoming opponents coming up at, after Bella Vista. There's Intercom, uh, who's been on an absolute roll. Then you have Antelope, River Valley, Yuba City. A lot of talent still left to go on your schedule. Uh, but I wanted to ask about the beginning of the year, opening the season earlier than normally you might in, in early August. Uh, what was that challenge like through the uh, the summer months, getting these guys ready to go. Clearly, they've they've rised above it, uh, but it's it, it had to be a little bit of a challenge. Um, you know, it was it was tough for uh, you know if you're married or you have kids. It was tough. I'll be honest, own kids, it, it was sort of nice. Um, and the reason is we focus on just football, and in school, this sometimes can be a distraction for kids and. And just starting on July 23rd, and we got to go almost, I think, three weeks before school started. That's awesome. Yeah, it was nice just to be able to focus on football and and take time. And the kids would practice, and the kids would get to go home, and then we'd do it, obviously, the next day. And it's a little hard on um, the home life, but it was – I thought it was actually – you know, our kids really took advantage of it. And um, obviously, we responded the right way. Well, Coach, thank you so much for uh, to taking the time to come on uh, to Friday Night Football. We hope to have you on very, very soon. You know I'll be keeping close tabs uh, on what your uh, your program is doing. You and your, uh, your, your team out there make this Wood Creek Timberwolf alumni proud. I'm very proud of you. Yeah, I really appreciate you. Hey, anytime, man, anytime. The pleasure is all mine, all mine. Uh, and we will uh, definitely be calling you back up and have you back on later on in the season. Hopefully you keep that undefeated train going, Coach. Uh, have a great night, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, Coach. By the way, that was the Kyle Stowers head coach of the 5-0 and 
Wood Creek Timberwolves. Did I say it wrong? No, you didn't say it wrong. Okay. I just know he liked hearing that 5-0, oh, so okay. I just wanted to make sure I got one more out there You're for right. Him. If I sold that team short, I would have had to I know, retire. Really, really, I would have had to retire. Sure. I can't sell my, uh, my Wood Creek Timberwolves short, T-wolves. but again, I'm not, I'm not biased or anything. I don't have any Did they do a howl or anything? Uh, we never did, but he brought up the Black Mob, man. Mm-hmm. The Black Mob was always fun. We would do that at rallies, just the, the group of kids that would go crazy. That was our that was our Ozone. I'll tell you what, as someone, I mean, coaches might not care about this, but players definitely do. Those jerseys are clean. Yeah. That all black is pretty nice. Well, we, uh, we one of the greatest things about the black mob is we would get our our, our teachers involved too. <laughs> uh, so we'd have the student section, which is right in the middle of the bleachers, right underneath the the press box. Uh, and we're out there. The bands to our right, the parents are to our left. And I I meant what I said. The community always comes out and shows out for these games, which is awesome. Wood Creek's right in the middle of uh, residential Roseville, uh, so people always come out. It's really an event around there to to go to watch uh, Wood Creek football. If I wasn't here i would be out there i tried mm-hmm. to make a game uh every single year uh, but we would have teachers integrated with us and not just there for supervision purposes they're out there cheering with the black mob dressed in black themselves so gotta, it's it's just a fun environment to supervise matt george man i'm telling you well i mean yeah I'm telling you i mean i was a I was I was scary. I'm sure I, I can I can tell the biggest troublemaker at that school. I definitely little skinny <laughs> five foot six Matt George. <laughs> We are going to take the break. When we come back, we still have so many scores to bring you. Also, I want to revisit the California Family Fitness Player of the Week Award that we gave out earlier, but we got to rehash it for you in case you missed it. I'll uh, update you on the Stockton Honda Game of the Week polls for next week. And we have a couple gems of games that we want to dive deeper into. We still have to get here in these final two segments of Friday Night Football. Don't go anywhere. Welcome to... Y'all played a great football game tonight. A real good football game. Now, back to more of the Friday Night Football Show. Presented by Wingstop. Ready? Right. Here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. Man, it's so nice to have a two-hour show as opposed to the uh, hour and 15 minutes or whatever we have to condense it down to because yeah, it, uh, it gives us extra time to really dive into all the details that we uh, sometimes have to gloss over. And we're going to spend the next half an hour trying to uh, to highlight all of the major games and the uh, the major moments around uh, Friday Night Football and around the Sac Joaquin section here. Uh, so bear with us as we go through that. But let's start with uh, some of this Friday Night Football KHDK scoreboard. Let's do it. Friday Night Football brought to you by Wingstop. Taking a look at the scores, Vanden puts up 45 and shuts out Berkeley. Vanden's now 3-2 and two on the season, 45 nothing the final. Woof. Downey at home taking on McClemens. McClemens comes in, gets the win, 20-14. to 14. Downey at 3-2, and two, McClemens 2-2. Two and two. Mountain House 4-0. and oh, They hand Davis their third loss, 30-14. to 14. Like I said, might have to start paying a little more attention to Mountain House. They keep on winning. Del Oro goes into Granite Bay. Del Oro, as you all know, remains undefeated. They get the W, 42-7, Granite Bay, 2-2. Two two. Speaking of keep on winning, the Golden Eagles just keep on winning. So does DeMonte Ranch. They are 4-0 and on the season now after beating St. Mary's tonight, 20-15. Oakland taking on Chavez in Oakland. Chavez goes in, gets the win, 48-0. Chavez 4-1, Oakland 1-3. Esparto is now 3-1 on the year as they beat Delta, 33-7. Pittman remains undefeated at home, taking on Somerville. Pittman gets the win, 42-0. Pittman 5-0, Somerville 1-3. What did you call it, Chuck? The Battle of Wine the Country? The Battle of Wine Country, ladies and gentlemen. Sonoma Valley versus Napa. Sonoma Valley gets the win, 28-16. Oakmont taking on Casa Roble at Oakmont. Casa Roble comes in, gets the close win, able to edge him out, 
20 to 17. Casa Roble 4 and 1. Oakmont. Deuce and deuce. The Bulldogs gonna bulldog. Folsom keeps on rolling. Ugh. No matter that they lost that opener to De La Salle, they have won four straight in dramatic fashion. No difference here. Oak Ridge, their latest victim, 62-6. to The final Oak Ridge now falls to 3-1. and Kimball at home taking on Sierra. Sierra comes in, puts up 49, gets the win 49-28. Kimball 2-3. and three. Sierra 3-2. and two. Not Little Valley, Big Valley Christian okay. gets the W. They're 3-1 and one on the season after handing Woodland Christian the loss. 35-21 the final there. Central at home taking on Turlock. Central looking to remain undefeated. And they do. Central gets the win 54-14. Central 5-0. Turlock 2-2. Two and two. Another Central. This one's Central Catholic. They beat Manteca 35-28. They're now 4-1 and one on the year. East Union at home taking on Oakdale. East Union looking for their second win. Oh, so close, but could not get it done. Oakdale gets the W, 35-26. A close game here. Atwater and El Capitan. Atwater's now 4-1. They beat El Capitan 38-34. Kennedy at home taking on Rosemont. Kennedy gets the W, 36-28. Kennedy 1-3, Rosemont 3-2. Another one of our undefeated streaks continues as Amador beats Arroyo 47-7. They're 5-0 on the year. Pacheco taking on Joe Hansen. Pacheco gets the win, 69-6. Nice. Pacheco 3-1. Johansson 1-3. That is our look at part of the Friday Night Football scoreboard. There are still more scores to get to. If you head to KHDK.com right now, you can check out our full scoreboard there. Be sure to report some of the final scores. If you see some holes in there to us, you can text us 44-11-40. Also, the half an hour, the final half an hour of this show is, is yours. If you were at one of these games and you want to share some love for uh, the game or the teams that you saw or the program that you root for, you can do it. Pick up the phone. Call us. Get on the show. Friday Night Football right here is open to the public. 916-339-1140. Again, Friday Night Football brought to you uh, by Wingstop. One of the great things we get to do every single week, and we talked about it with this Wood Creek Roseville game, Chuck, is the Stockton Honda game of the week. That's right. And we're not in control of this. Our hands no. are up in the no. air. We are just the ones that get to benefit off of it. That's right. Uh, but it is up to you, the voters on KHDK.com. Every single week we get so many votes, thousands of votes, as people uh, want to uh, – push their team to the top and get the KHDK street team to come out and invade their campus. Uh, KHDK was out there at Wood Creek tonight. They've been out at Roseville. They were out at Casa Roble a, a, a little while ago. Uh, they've been everywhere. They're traveling a lot, and they, they come back raving about the uh, the high school programs and the, uh, the atmospheres that they get to be a part of. Uh, so that could be you. You have the chance right now to go online and vote for one of these five matchups that are open for voting. Right now, the voting goes all the way through Wednesday night. On Thursday, we'll announce which is the winner, and then, of course, on Friday, uh, they get extra special coverage right here on Friday Night Football. Here are the five games, Chuck. You ready for these? Hit them with it. Foothill at Rio Linda. Oof, that's yeah, a good one. A really good one here. Grant at Granite Bay. It's Granite another Bay good one. Coming off of a tough loss, an SFL battle there mm-hmm. between those two teams. Another good one here, Del Campo at Vista Del Lago. And then you have Roseville, the Tigers, trying to bounce back there at Antelope, who just scraped out a win against Yuba City 21-20 to today. And then El Camino is at Capital Christian. As those, uh, those Capital Christian Cougars, man, they just keep rolling. They're having themselves a, a great season as well. So those five sure games enough. are available right now for you to vote on KHDK.com. Chuck, uh, you'd be a fool not to vote. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm glad you brought up Capital Christian, too, because this is something I forgot to ask Joe about and that he brought up last week, that there was a potential suspensions on the way for Capital Christian and Demarcus Ross and a couple other players uh, going into this week's game against Christian Brothers, which is tomorrow uh, afternoon. Be sure to check that out. We'll have coverage of it next week. Uh, but it turns out, 
even though Joe was, was did not think very slim chance of it getting overturned, the suspension was overturned. Wow. Capital Christian will have the services of Demarcus Ross, who's one of the best running backs in the game. The guy's a beast. He's a grown man. He's like 5'11", 220, playing f- high school football against kids. Yeah. Uh, to have him in this game is huge. So he got his targeting ejection overturned. Well, not the ejection. Because you can't overturn that. It happens on the spot. But usually that comes with a, another one-week uh, suspension. He got that overturned. So they will have him available to play against Christian Brothers tomorrow. Capital Christian, ranked number seven uh, on Sack B's uh, top 20 ranking. So that's huge. That's amazing, monumental news for mm-hmm. them. Because Joe Davidson was talking about them as now that they've uh, they cleared Antelope in that hard-fought, gritty game. Uh, that unfortunately had that extracurriculars, which you never like to see. Mm. Uh, but it just shows the the grit of both of those teams. Uh, Capital Christian, according to Joe Davidson, is staring at a potential undefeated regular season. Uh, so that's huge news for them. Congratulations for, for them getting all those players back. I know head coach Casey Taylor is going to be pleased to have them out tomorrow. And then uh, next week, is they, uh, they will be hosting El Camino. Potential chance for that to be our game of the week. Mm-hmm. So Capital Christian Cougar fans, I know you're out there because you used to listen to the Capital Christian Cougar podcast. Yeah. We know you're there, and we have you text in to us all the time. So go on to KHDK.com right now. Tell all your friends, tell all your students, tell everybody, tell your grandma. It doesn't matter who she is, who or who he is. They can go on, and they can vote right now on KHDK.com. Just look for the Stockton Honda Game of the Week page. We'll take the break. When we come back, I have a couple games I want to jump to in detail, and we're also going to revisit our California Family Fitness Player of the Week. The guy who got it this week, Chuck, to say he deserved it is an understatement. We'll remind you of who that is when we come back right here on Friday Night Football. Y'all played a great football game tonight. A real good football game. Now, back to more of the Friday Night Football Show. Presented by Wingstop. Here's Matt George and Charles T. Hamilton. One segment left. So sad to say goodbye, but we still got so much to uh, to get it's to here. It's so hard to say goodbye. To yesterday. True story. That is the the sweet vocal cords mm. of one Charles T. Hamilton, who uh, was not only a star offensive lineman in high school, he was also the homecoming king, and he won a uh, a talent competition because of that voice. Those are all lies. You're literally as goat as you could be. Those are all lies. But uh, Gabe Jackson, right guard for the Oakland Raiders, massive human being, sings like an angel. By the way, that was that song I sang. We played that song after Khalil Mack was traded. So Why you got to bring up bad stuff? Because, man, it's just the, there's, there's history tonight. to it. I just no. had to throw that out there. Jay on it, man. Damn it, Jay. We're having fun. It's an upbeat atmosphere. We're having a great night, and y'all got to bring the mood down. My Wood Creek Timberwolves are 5-0. and Folsom is fantastic. We got so many great programs out here, and you got to bring up Khalil Mack. You have the, to embrace it, man. Nah, I'm not feeling the emotion. Embrace I'm on top the of the world, man. I'm on top of the world. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. Good luck, Jay. Get out of here, Jay. That's my guy. I want Chris back. <laughs> We've been having fun here on Friday Night Football. We hope you have as well. And we got more scores to get to because there were so many games yes, on tap for tonight. So fire it up in there. Uh, see, that's more upbeat. See, I like that. Upbeat, we're back. We're high back. tempo, nice energy. And we'll start with the Rockland Thunder. One and three heading into this one, an uncharacteristic start for those Thunder, but they returned home and get their first home win of the season against the Whitney Wildcats, who are struggling as well. Two SFL teams towards the bottom. Rockland gets the win 24 to 14. It's a nice bounce back. Central Valley at home taking on Merced. 
Merced gets the win, puts up the 50-berg, 52-6. 96 total points scored in this game between Buhat Colony and Patterson. Buhat Colony gets the win. They're now 4-1, 65-31 the final. Jesuit at home taking on Rio Americano. Jesuit looking to right the ship as they started 0-2, get their second straight win. Uh-huh. They get the W, 49-14, Jesuit 2-2, two two, Rio Americano 1-3. Right the ship because they're the Marauders. Exactly. Uh-huh. You know, there's there's well, levels to this, man. You're so good. Levels. Ponderosa's so good as well. This was a very entertaining game between themselves and Cordoba. Ponderosa remains undefeated. They're 5-0 now on the season. They beat Cordoba 47-41. to Mesa Verde looking to get their first win of the year at home against San Juan come up just short. Oh, so close. San Juan gets the win 20-14. to Modesto is 3-1 and one on the season after handing Franklin the loss 56-20 the final in that one. Northgate taking on Rodriguez at Northgate. Rodriguez comes in, gets the win. They double up Northgate 44-20. Speaking of undefeated, center. They uh, hand the Lincoln Zebras their second loss. Center's 5-0 and oh after a win 20-14. to Forest Hill at home taking on Johnson. Forest Hill 2-2. Two two. Johnson 1-3 after getting the win 42-6. One of our surprise games of the night, but Elk Grove takes advantage of their home field advantage yes, against Davis. The Blue Devils can't get the job done, only score two touchdowns. Shout out to the Elk Grove defense. They're now 2-2 two two on the season, 21-14 the final. 72 combined points in this game. The only problem is Burbank scored 67 of them. Burbank Ooh. at home taking on Highlands. They get the win 67 Two, seven. How about this matchup? Antelope, Yuba City. At Yuba City, comes down to the wire. Antelope, a nice bounce back after losing to Capital Christian. They are now 2-3 and three on the year. They win 21-20. to 20. Sheldon at home, taking on Consumnus Oaks. Sheldon gets the nice win to move to 4-1, 42-19. I gotta do it. Ow! Wood Creek Timberwolves, they're 5-0. They beat the Roseville Tigers 57-6. Tracy at home taking on Fortuna. Tracy gets the win 48-21. Indercom keeps on rolling. They're 4-0. They put up 76 points against Bella Vista. Are you kidding me? 76-7 the final. That's a lot. Gustin taking on Delhi. Gustin gets the win at home 37-zilch. Last one for you. McNair handing Tokay their fifth loss. 48 to 14, the final in that one. Frank, Franklin taking on Pleasant Grove at home. Franklin gets a win 42 to 21. And by last one, I meant like last 10 because for okay, some reason I, I forgot say, that there was a final page got behind a whole other page, man. Oristimba shuts out Mariposa County 54 to nothing. They're now 2 and 1 on the year. El Camino at home taking on Vista Del Lago. Vista Del Lago gets the W, 49-21. to 21. We outran the music, but we still got more to go. Modesto right. Christian is 5-0 and now on the season after they beat Riverbank 2 and, or now 2-3, and three, excuse me, 61-3 to three the final. If I can run back a joke here, 62 points, combined points scored in this one. The only problem, Calavera scored 57 of them. They got the W, first one of the year. They are one and three. Bradshaw Christian, two and two. Calaveras gets a W, 57 to seven. We're going to dive in deeper to this game here mm-hmm. in just a second because, I, in my opinion, it was a matchup that everybody should have been paying attention to. Ripon taking on Hilmar. Ripon was 4 0. Hilmar was 4 0. One team had to lose, one team could win, and it was Ripon. 23 21, the final. Placer taking on El Dorado at Placer. They get the win, the easy win. 
70 to 7. You heard Joe Davison talking about Colfax earlier. They continue to roll. They're 4 and 0 on the season after handing Union Mine their fourth loss. 44 uh, 44 to 14 the final. Liberty Ranch and Laguna Creek going head to head here. I you know what? I don't have the winner. I have the score though. 34-33 sounds Ranch. like a barn burner. Liberty Ranch gets the win. 34 to 33. How about this? No disrespect Bear River at all. They're Mm-mm. four and zero on the year. We need to be talking about them you more. Got that right. They beat Encinia Prep fifty-four to nothing. Here's another one. Denaire remains undefeated. Another team we might have to start talking about a little more. They got the W against Legrand, 41-21. Denaire remains undefeated. We are going to be talking more in detail about this Ripon Hillmar game in just a second. But before we get to that, Chuck, we have to revisit our uh, Stockton, or sorry, our California Family Fitness Player of the Week. This award was well-deserved, to say the least. I'm going to throw it over to you because I just can't wait to hear the stat line again. Let me let me hit you with it, Matt. The California Family Fit Player of the Week is Zach Larrier, quarterback, Monterey Trail. Zach comes in, throws for 171, three touchdowns. That's a pretty good game, right? A little pretty good. Had 163 on the ground and another three touchdowns in a 63-28 win over Consumedus Oaks. Now that's a combination of him and his running back, No, right? that was all Zach on his own, man. Whoa. And there were a lot of uh, candidates here for California Family Fit Player of the Week. Uh, a lot of guys who got it done on both sides of the ball. But, look, when you go for over 300 yards combined through the air and running and six touchdowns, kind of hard to not give it to him. So, Zach Larrier of Monterey Trail is your California Family Fit Player of the Week. That's some Michael Vick Madden 2004 numbers right it is. there. That's an incredible game. No question. I mean th- – Having just one of those totals, if he was, if it was 171 through the air and three touchdowns, that might get it for you. 163 on the ground and three touchdowns, that might get it for you. Why don't we do them both in one week? I wanted to touch on uh, this this game. I, you just heard me mention the final score of it uh, between uh, the Ripon Indians and the Hillmar Yellow Jackets. Both these teams 4-0 and heading into this one. Uh, these matchups are tough because both these teams are so good. You can only have one winner and one loser. And unfortunately, Hillmar are the ones uh, heading home with the L, although I'm sure they will be ready to bounce back nicely. They actually probably wish there were about five minutes left uh, in this game because they made a nice charge towards the end. So Ripon uh, ends up winning 23-21. to They uh, led by uh, a score of 17-7. to Heading into the fourth quarter. So they were feeling pretty good. Had some separation. They were also at home. Uh, put up six more points in the fourth quarter. But look at Hillmar come charging back. They managed to put up 14. Uh, you got to give uh, some credit despite the loss uh, to that grit and determination from that Yellow Jackets team that just didn't want to go away. They stayed in close. And that's what's so great about football, especially in the fourth quarter. You put some drives together and you get going and anything can happen, Chuck. No question. And it's it's easy to kind of let your foot off the gas when you got a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter and not to take away from Hillmar coming back or anything. But Ripon did a good job of being able to wrap this thing up because it's it's easy to let go of the rope, man. It just is. It's, it's, it's human nature. And to be able to put up six and at least build the lead a little bit, which in the end they needed. Good job by Ripon. Another good game from Hillmar also. Came up just short, but Ripon, good work. 
There was another good game. Casa Robola was coming off of a, a loss at home last week, one that stung them a little bit. They were our Stockton Honda game of the week. Uh, undefeated heading into that one. Ended up falling short. This time they head to Oakmont to take on the Vikings. And the Casa Robola Rams get right back on it. But it ended up being a closer affair than maybe they uh, they expected. 20-17 to 17 the final. Uh, Casa Robola managed to, to put together a, a night's performance top to bottom. A gritty defensive battle. And, you know, we've, we've shared a lot of final scores with you, Chuck and a lot of high-scoring affairs. These gritty defensive games in high school are so much fun to follow and so much fun to watch. It's a different vibe, especially with the wide-open offenses that a lot of these teams use. Once the spread option became a thing, the the point totals in high school football and college, obviously, went up. And so when teams like Casa Roble and Oakmont go head-to-head and you know Casa Roble is able to get that 2017 win, Defense steps up. Defense made plays, and we saw that not only uh, with these guys, but also with uh, at the beginning of the year the the Folsom uh, De La Salle game that was fourteen nothing. Two high powered teams. Offensively, we always overlook the defense, and defense, as they say, can win you championships. So, shout out these these guys, these two teams. A little something different here on Friday night, besides the you know seventy to six games we've been seeing. Del Oro got the 42-7 to win at Granite Bay against the Grizzlies. Uh, they continue to roll their 5-0. and So technically, in the standings-wise in the SFL, they are at the top of the SFL, uh, just a, a half a game above uh, the um, – or sorry, a full game above the Folsom Bulldogs. But like Joe Davidson said, the Folsom Bulldogs are still uh, the favorite, and he would not be surprised to see them run through the rest of the competition. You know Del Oro has something to say about that. They don't match up until the end of this season, and you know both teams, but especially Del Oro, has that game marked on their calendar. Uh, going back to your playing days, knowing that big rivalry game that was coming up that you had to wait for. Uh, how did you remain patient, Chuck, and, and work your way through and weave your way through uh, the week by week, recognizing you have to just stay focused, take one week at a time. Eventually, you will get that opportunity to dethrone that king. It's not that hard when you're a couple weeks out because you have goals and you have teams every single week that you're playing against. So you don't overlook anyone, really. But when you hit that game week, that's when you start getting impatient. That's when you're like, all right. Friday night needs to get here. I need to go head-to-head with Redwood right now. And I know one team that's definitely impatient to get back on the field. They might be still feeling the sting of tonight's loss. But Oak Ridge, these uh, these Trojans, man, they're a great football team. Like uh, what... Uh, coach or what Josh, uh, Josh Davidson said or Joe Davidson said, excuse me, I'm all over the place mm. at the moment uh, because I was thinking of uh, Coach Eric Cavalier, who was nice enough to uh, come on and share uh, the the reactions from from that big loss for Oak Ridge. Um, but I can imagine these guys wanting to prove that that was not a clear indication of what they were as a team. That score does no way represent how good of a team that they are. I guarantee you this is going to be a long week for those guys. They're going to be working hard in practice, chomping at the bit uh, to take the field against Rockland. No doubt. Folsom's a juggernaut, and these things are going to happen. Oak Ridge is not going to be deterred. They're not going to be upset. Nothing. This isn't going to change anything. It's one game, one loss. It could also be a game where, even with Folsom's talent, Oak Ridge is a talented squad, so it could be a game where, look, Folsom was on their game, Oak Ridge wasn't, and it's that simple. Uh, but back to Del Oro, when we were talking defense, the defensive games, yeah, Del Oro put up 42. They had two block punts returns for touchdowns also. Like, they're getting it done, not just offensively, not just defensively, special teams also now. So, I mean, Del Oro... I mean, I know we were just talking Oak Ridge, but I just had to get that in there. Del Oro is getting it done in every single phase of the game. 
Antelope, Yuba City, I, I just want to revisit this game really quick before we have to wrap up because Antelope, they got off to a, a fairly decent start. They beat Rockland at Rockland, which was a great win for them. Uh, since then, have been on a little bit of a slide but managed to bounce back in a gritty game. Uh, this is a, a, a true blue football score, 21-20 to 20 the final, and they do it on the road against Yuba City. Uh, managed to uh, get off to a slow start. We're only down 6 nothing though, after the first quarter. Ended up scoring a touchdown in each of the second, third, and fourth quarters to get those 20 21 points and their defense had to hold there late. Uh, you got to appreciate a, a gritty uh, defensive, but also offensive win from uh, this antelope team. No question. I mean, it, those are the, look, the, the 70 to, you know, 40 games. Those are fun. Those are great. Don't get me wrong, but a game like that, 21, 20, like that's the nail biter. That's the, the, every snap matters kind of game. And I just want to also say something I've been meaning to say since we talked to uh, Joe earlier, talking about Joe and Daniel Nagata. That is hands down the coolest thing I've heard. Is and, and we'll see it throughout, not just here, but football everywhere. Is two brothers playing on the same team. Yeah. I mean, Joe Nagata with the the hook and ladder pitching it back to Daniel, and then he mentioned the play where Daniel was blocking for Joe. It's just that's what it's about, man. I love that stuff. Well, a quick programming note for you here right before we wrap up. I will be out each of the next two weeks. And uh, so it's going to be Charles T. Hamilton running the show with uh, Chris Watkins. Uh, So be sure to stay tuned for that. A lot of good guests that he's already working on lining up right now, including potentially some in-studio guests maybe. We'll Mm -hmm. see. Keep an eye on that. So you're going to want to keep it right here. I'm going to have to sit there and twiddle my thumbs on Fridays, wanting to be back here to to follow the programs, but I will be following them from afar uh, back in two weeks. So don't you worry about that. Been a pleasure to do a full two hours with you, Chuck, and been fun to do it with all you uh, listeners out there. We'll do it again soon, starting next week. Friday Night Football continues on Sports 1140 KHDK. Until then, have yourself a great night.